Okay, let me adjust my chair. Let me hike up my pants and let me clear my throat. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Meet My Mess with me, Carissa Harrison. Shit's about to get messy, real messy. right now I'm elsewhere I'm not gonna mention where because I got an angry text from my aunt not angry but a text from my aunt this week saying I'm not being responsible enough about um my my sharing online and that I'm mentioning where I am located too often so I if she's listening no, I'm taking your advice into account. Um, but I've had a whirlwind of a fucking day. I gotta tell you. I woke up at eight, wrote a two and a half hour French midterm. And then I went for lunch with my grandma, came back, immediately did an hour long presentation on COVID-19. And immediately after that, started recording this podcast. But... I'm feeling almost delusional and loopy, I guess. I've had a venti iced coffee. I've had, which is a lot more coffee than I normally drink. I've had a bowl. Haven't had much to eat. So I'm like kind of buzzing, kind of out of it, kind of exhausted. It's all just ludicrous. It's all psychotic. It's all manic. I don't know the word, but I'm just feeling, you know, that's how I feel. But I have had the best week for no reason, really, like no specific reason. Um, The sun has been shining. The birds have been singing here in Canada. It's been so, so, so nice. Um, And I am definitely a victim of seasonal depression. So one day when I'm rich, I will definitely move somewhere hotter, at least do a timeshare. But yeah, it's nice and warm here now. So my mood's been great. I've been moving around a lot. Um, Just like seeing friends and family. Um, It's been really nice. It feels like things are finally starting to get a little back to normal. Whatever normal was, what we had before was not normal. But you know what I mean? I'm talking a million miles per minute because I've had so much coffee. I need to chill. I'm also recording this not in my house. I think I said that already, didn't I? I'm being annoying. You know, when you can just like feel yourself be annoying, but you can't stop it. That's how I feel right now. Now that I've said that I'm being annoying, you guys are going to be like, well, you weren't being annoying. But now that you say you're being annoying, you are being annoying. Jesus, I'm getting so off track today. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm feeling extremely in love with life right now. My social life is great. I'm doing things I'm passionate about. I'm about to graduate university, which is exciting. 
nerve-wracking but exciting. Um, yeah. I Yeah, I've just been really, really happy and in a really good place. So I'm sending that energy to all of you. If you're listening right now, I'm sending it to you. Um, but last night was the only night that wasn't that great. Well, it was nice. My best friend came over and we watched The Bachelor. Oh, my AirPod just fell out. Hopefully that doesn't fuck up what I'm doing here. Is it all okay? We're all good. Everyone's alive. Okay. Yeah, so my best friend came over and we watched The Bachelorette finale. Well, sort of. We talked throughout The Bachelorette. The Bachelor, sorry. The Bachelor finale. Um exactly what I thought was going to happen, happened. Um, yeah, Rachel, Kirkconnell, Kirkconnell, I don't know how it said. One, not much to say about the topic. Um, I feel like it's been exhausted in the media. And that's not what I'm here to talk about today. But yeah, it was a interesting finale. I feel like the Bachelor franchise is really starting to come to a slow slow dissipation if that's the right word could not tell you if it's not could tell you if it is no idea but we're gonna go along with it because it feels right just because like there hasn't really been a success couple in a while like yeah Tasha and Zach and that's good but um yeah other than that like there's been so many bachelor and bachelorette breakups recently too I like that's one thing I haven't really talked about on the podcast is I am a reality TV fanatic. Like I freaking love it. Um, My mom told me that I need to watch how many times I say fuck on the podcast. She says it's just, and I quote, not needed. Which I agree. I'm already talking about sex. Like I don't need to be swearing too. That just does not make me look good. But can't change a person unless they want to change, you know? Um, but at the end of my bachelorette viewing party with my friend, we also, along with this night, had a nice accompaniment and assortment of cheese and meats and wine, as you do on a bachelorette finale night. And something what just was not right. I projectile vomited across the whole room. It was absolutely fucking disgusting. And I'm not lactose intolerant or anything, but I'm starting to think maybe I am. Um, And my best friend, she texted me this morning and she was like, yeah, I got the shits real bad today. So something was fucking off. But now I'm pissed because I have like $30 worth of cheese in my fridge and I don't know what it is that made me sick and I don't want to like get fucking really sick again but I it's I love like a good cheese board and I don't know maybe I'll put a poll on my story if it's worth the risk I probably will risk it to be honest but I'll keep you guys posted but if we're both sick obviously with something we ate I don't know I'm excited about today's episode Um, I'm also very nervous. This is like the first episode I've done that's been all about sex. And it makes me a little nervous. Um, I'm a very open person sexually, but I am nervous about 
coming onto this platform and doing a whole episode about sex just because, um, I don't know. My family, I know some of my family does listen to the podcast and that makes me nervous. And, uh, yeah, it is just a private thing, but I think that some of the sexual experiences I have can be, um, ones you guys can all learn from. So, and they're, some of them are fucking hilarious. So I am just stoked to have a fun episode because after last week's episode, honestly, the whole week, I just felt it was okay. The whole week I felt I had a really, really good week, but the day I recorded it after I was just feeling quite down because it was a really, really heavy episode. And, um, yeah, it was draining. So if you haven't listened to it, it was all about anxiety. Um, I would recommend you give it a listen, but today did, did it. Oh, what the fuck? Oh God. I hate technology. God. Um, today we are going to do an episode on my, well, let's say best, I just like worked up the fucking, um, I just like hyped myself up and then I like stuttered over my words. That's so me. Best and worst sexual encounters. So I'm going to give you three, the three best sexual encounters I've ever had. And then the three worst sexual encounters I ever had. And along with each story, I will give a tip that you all can use to improve your sex lives. Because we all could use some. That was like so stupid and unneeded for me to say. All right. I'm just going to dive right into it. Um, Okay. So my first story I want to tell, I wrote down as like the title of the story. I wrote like a title for each story. I just kind of off the top of my head, nothing serious, just little jokes, just little jokes. Um, I titled this story, my Christian gray. So I met this guy when I was in college. We'll just call him CG Christian gray, because I'm not obviously going to give it his real name. Um, we met in my first semester of university and people always say that university sex is bad. But I will tell you, this guy has, see, now I'm like self-conscious to say fuck, but he has fucked me better than any guy has ever. Better than any guy like in their 30s, in their late 20s. This guy was 20. And the way he treated me in bed was a dream. So... (laughs) We met at a party. Like, we kind of knew about each other. We had, like, matched on Tinder. We were messaging, and then we met at, like, a frat party. Cringe. I know. But, um, yeah, we met at the party. We ended up hooking up. um, And immediately after he came on my tits 
and choked me in the basement of a frat house. He told me he had a girlfriend. He didn't decide that was information that I should be privy to before he entered me without protection. But, um, yeah, he he was nice enough to tell me eventually. And by the way, this is one of my best sex stories. I'm getting there. Don't worry. Um, so he told me this, but then he explained to me, it was like a long distance relationship and they had an open relationship. Um, and I was like, okay, like it was something I had never encountered before. Never thought I would encounter. I didn't even think like people our age actually even had open relationships at this point. But, um, I, we had a really good sex and I don't know if this will make people cringe but I don't think it's personally wrong that I had sex with him and that he had sex with me as long as that they were actually in an open relationship which I am like almost positive they were because he was always like publicly hooking up with other girls um but after we hooked up at the frat party he told me he wanted to keep hooking up I was like, okay, it's my first semester of university. I chose a school I chose because I wanted to have fun and the school's known for having fun. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm just going to keep having sex with this guy. Like consistent sex. Good. I'll be able to focus on my school, not have to worry about a man. Um, and I'll be getting laid with some of the best sex I had ever my whole life, my whole life. I mean, for the time being, but the best sex I've had in my whole life. Um, I would go over there like once a week. We had the most insane sex in the world. Um, so why was it so good? Do you ask? It was my first experience with like kinkier sex. Um, and this with the sex I had had before, I knew I like was ready to kick it up a notch. Like all the sex I was having was so vanilla, so boring. I was bored. I never came. And if I did, it was like a boring come, <laughs> you know? Um, he was great with ropes. He knew how to use them. He had clearly researched like how to tie the perfect knot in bed, which like men, do a quick Google search. It's not that fucking hard to like figure this shit out. You're a man, figure out how to tie a knot. He knew where my clit was. He somehow just knew exactly what I wanted. Um, and the hugest thing was that he cared a lot about my pleasure like a lot um he always had something fun to do when I came over to have sex um he did things like got me to go over to his house and put on whatever on the tv and then he would come home and he would just eat me out for hours while I watched tv um be creative like he would hook up with me in public or just like tease me in public, which I love. Um, he always had a new toy all the time. He would ask me what I would fantasize about and then he would fulfill those fantasies. Like, but it wouldn't be in a way that he would be like, Oh, like what's your biggest fantasy? And immediately after he would fulfill it, I would tell him and he would remember like three weeks to a month later, like, Oh, that's her biggest fantasy and then one day just like completely fulfill it um he was extremely dominant which is what I'm into but he also cared a lot about my pleasure at the same time and he was also really respectful of me 
he would like, we would could still chat and have good conversation. We could still laugh. We could still see each other on campus and have like normal conversations. Um, he like still thought I was like a sick girl, but we were just having fun, you know, and vice versa. I thought he was a nice guy, but because of the fact that he had a girlfriend, I didn't allow myself to develop any emotional um, connection to him. And if I had started developing an emotional connection to him, I would have gotten myself out of that situation because that's not fair to that girlfriend, you know? Um, So why did we stop having sex, do you ask? This is when I had met my second boyfriend. um, And it was really interesting the behavior I saw out of this male specimen after I got a boyfriend. So I got a boyfriend and I texted him. I was like, yeah, like this can't happen anymore. Like um, I'm not fully in a relationship with someone yet, but like we are on the track there and it just wouldn't feel right for me to sleep with someone else. He was like, okay, like I know he won't fuck you as well as I will though. And I said, yeah, I know he won't. And that's the shitty part, but like, you're not going to be able to ever give me what like this person can give me emotionally. He was like, yep, you're right. Fair enough. See him at a party. He starts like, it's just being near me all the time, but not actually talking to me. He would just stand with his back facing me, looking around the party, like seeing where everything was going on. Like, and he would like make out with chicks, like right in front of me and then just like turn around and see what my reaction was. So I think in the end we did, I didn't develop an emotional connection to him. But I feel like he might have, um, but anyways, he had, he's not with that girl anymore. So it doesn't really matter. And we don't have contact anymore because he has a different girlfriend, unfortunately, because if he didn't, I would be on that. But also it's kind of nice sometimes to like leave those amazing memories as memories, because what if something happened that ruined that my best, my number one best sexual experience, I don't want that ruined. So maybe it's just best to leave it as it is, you know? All right. Some tips to go along with this men. If you want to have freaky sex like this with a girl, do your fucking research on the female body. You need to figure out what you're doing in bed if you want a girl to be open to a freaky relationship like this. Ask women what they want. You have, like I said, you have to be creative. Try new things with her. And this is massive. This one right here, I want all men to perk your little ears up for two seconds and pay attention to me, okay? You need to treat her like a human outside of the bedroom and an animal inside of it, okay? You need to, outside of the bedroom, be having actual conversations with her. Be just checking up and being like, hey, how was your day? Every once in a while, at least, you know? You need to talk to her, ask her, okay, like what we are doing right now, what's working for you and what's not working for you. There is still an obligation to treat a girl like a person and treat her with respect, even if you are just having a physical relationship. And I promise if you do do those things, 
the sexual chemistry will be so much better. And she'll trust you in the bedroom. That's like the biggest thing. Men constantly want a girl who fucks them with no strings attached. And there are plenty of girls out there who want that too. But the problem is that men always like just assume that that can mean they just go over fuck you guys don't have one conversation you leave doesn't work that way for girls if girls are going to have a consistent sex with you they want sex that they're comfortable having they want sex where they're comfortable finishing where they feel like they can tell you what they want in the bedroom because if you're not giving them these things um sexually they are not going to want to just have like a casual relationship with you. You still have to treat her like a human, even if it is just a physical relationship, okay? And that is how you will actually find a girl to have sex with with no strings attached because you'll be different than all those other guys that are just like, hey, like pizza night at mine and then they just want to fuck and then actually pizza night at mine no that's not even right (sighs) that doesn't make any sense um because at least that guy would be like having pizza with you like there are a lot of guys that will just be like yeah come over and then that's all you'd you'd fuck you'd put your clothes on you'd wash off the cum on your tits and before you could even fucking wipe up your vag you would be shoved out the door and girls girls are not going to want to be in a casual relationship like that okay I just cannot stress this enough it drives me crazy that men don't figure that out um and women now I'm gonna give you some advice on a purely sexual relationship you need to evaluate and do what feels right for you so I've said this on the podcast before but if you meet a guy and you feel like you guys might have some sort of emotional connection, don't have sex with him right away. And also this is someone that you should maybe consider not going into a casual relationship with because you don't want to get stuck in a situation where you've agreed to a casual relationship, you catch feelings and then you look like the idiot when you caught feelings when those that the, that conversation wasn't even in the question, you know? Um, but on the contrary, if you want to have sex with a guy, do it. If you want to have sex with a girl, do it. Guys, if you want to have sex with a guy, do it. If you have sex with whoever you want. Uh, um, it just blows my mind that people actually care what other people are doing in their sexual lives. Like, we all have sex. Why are we judging other people on what they do in the bedroom and who they do it with. But um, questions you need to be asking yourself. Is he good in bed and respectful of me, even if we are not in an emotional relationship? Those are the two questions you need to know. And if you can answer yes to both those questions, then you're on a very good track to having a very good casual relationship. Um... It's your body, woman, ladies, women. That was a weird term to use. Um, It's your body. And if you want to have fun, you should be able to do that, especially without being shamed. And also, 
I hate when women say like, you're not going to get a boyfriend if you sleep with a guy on the first date. In my opinion, if it's the right person, whether you guys have sex on the first date or the fifth date or the 10th date or wait a year, if it's the right person, they are going to want to have an emotional relationship with you regardless of when you develop that physical relationship. The only reason I say to wait for sex if you feel like you are going to develop an emotional connection with someone is just so that you personally don't get hurt if it's hard to separate sex and emotion. Okay, my second story. It's not. This one's not really a story. This is just like, um, some of the best sex I've had. So I want to talk about boyfriend sex or girlfriend sex, I guess. Um, this is always best, no matter the situation. Uh, boyfriend sex always wins. All three of my past boyfriends are in my top five best sex stories. So, um, why is boyfriend sex so good? Because again, you take time to get to know each other's bodies. You take time to get to know each other's desires. Um, you develop, you have an emotional connection. So you care more about the other person's pleasure. You feel the sense of love and intimacy through sex. Um, when you have boyfriend dick, it's not too long, not too small. It's just right. It hits your G spot just right. Um, it doesn't hurt you. And yeah, it just feels like your bodies are meant to go together. That's the cringiest thing I could have ever said, considering I don't have a boyfriend. Hmm. Um, I don't have a lot to say about boyfriend sex, but the reason that I wanted to bring it up is because, again, you can work on these same qualities with purely physical partners and it will always make the sex even better so yeah like I said take time to get to know each other's bodies develop that emotional connection and then also work on just developing um, less of an awkwardness about conversations around sex so women if something's hurting you say it if you don't like something say it find a nice way to say it but um like for example like if a guy like I think about when a guy just like starts to like go to fucking pound town on you and like right off the gate like no like working you into it or something like that like that's the opportunity where you say like okay like slow down and you say like watch this like when you do this this gets me so wet and like start touching yourself or something like that that will be way better than just being like um ow, you know? So think about how you are saying it, but find a good way to communicate what's going on. Because once you, the more you do something, the better you become at it. So the more you have open conversations about sex with your partner, the better the sex will be. Okay. You guys, it's kind of surprising that I decided to talk about that. That shows me that that shows you all that I'm not a whore because out of my three top sexual experiences, I decided to talk about boyfriend sex and not a specific incident. I just felt the need to say that because a lot of people in my life think I'm a whore. (laughs) 
Um, not a lot of people. Okay. It's actually pretty funny because in my high school life, people really thought I was slutty. Like they thought that I just like slept around and stuff like that. And I would like kiss a lot of boys and like, which I kind of did, but like, who cares? Like I said, and then in my college life, I didn't sleep with anyone like just my boyfriend, the whole college experience, except for the first semester or when I did sleep with people, it was very on like the DL Um, that's the funny thing is like, I talk about it openly on this podcast, but in my private life, like I keep my sex life pretty, like I'm open about it to my friends, but the world doesn't know who I'm having sex with. No way. Mm -mm. Um, yeah, I just like it that way. I just hate the drama of people talking about your life, but yeah. So it was really smart for me to do a podcast. eh? Um, okay. Moving on, because I'm losing my marbles. Really am losing my marbles today. Um, the next story. I'm not, the story title I wrote is just like the dude's name, and I can't see that. I can't say that. So I'm just going to get into it. So this guy I met online. We, he's British. Um, I'm like one off, one off one on a date with him. I was like on the train ride, a train ride. And he texted me. He's like, Hey, do you want to like grab drinks and go to the beach? And I was like, literally like one stop away. And I was like, Oh, like, sure. Like I'm literally in your town. Um, what's up right now? And he was like, Oh, like, I'll come meet you. I'm just getting off. I was like, sweet. So I got off, met the guy. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, I didn't realize you're from Australia. And he's like, um, I'm not. <laughs> I was like, because his accent was so strong. He's like, I'm from England. I was like, fuck. So embarrassing because he had obviously already t- like told me that. But like, there is one British accent that sounds quite Australian. Um, so if any British or UK listeners could write in and tell me, I know that like 10% of my listeners are from the UK. So if you're not going to answer my question, I'll be offended. Um... So yeah, I met this guy, we went for drinks, it was fun. And then later that night, he was like, oh, do you want to come back to my yacht? And I was like, um, like normally I would never have gone, but I was like, um, yeah, I want to come back to your yacht. Are you kidding? So we went back, the scenery was great. We had like wine on the deck of the yacht. Um, we had sex on the yacht, on the balcony of the yacht. It was literally like that. Those are like the kind of experiences, you know, like, you know, you're never going to have another experience like that. Like I'll never fuck a dude on a yacht ever again. Like I can say I did it once, but I am not worthy of being fucked on a yacht once, let alone twice. (laughs) So yeah, scenery was super hot. Um, He had an extremely, extremely long D. So that was amazing. This was like a week long affair because I knew he had to like set sail again soon. Um, Yeah. Because they were on like a tour of the Mediterranean. So he had an extremely long dick, which was awesome considering he like wasn't that tall, which like doesn't really bother me, to be honest. Like, I don't know what I know. It's like, I was gonna say, I don't know how you guys feel, how you guys feel about short guys. Um, But I know how you guys feel about short guys. Um. I don't like 
personally like short guys but like for me like as long as you are the same height as me and taller than me then we're good and I would prefer if you're bigger than me because I don't want to feel like a whale sorry if you're watching me on YouTube right now you just see saw me give the most like evil grin <laughs> um I've also been trying to work on my posture one of my guy friends told me the other day that I would be two points hotter with better posture. So I'm really working on that, but I feel like I look fucking ridiculous. Like, I feel like I look like a, like Sheldon Cooper from the Big Bang Theory when I sit up straight like this, like a nerd. I feel like a nerd, but I'm going to do it because I don't want to look ugly and I don't want to have a hunchback. Um, anyways, back to the story. Um, he rented us like an Airbnb like this other night. Um, and we ended up going five rounds, which is the most I've ever been in a night. Um, by the end of the week, I was just like completely sexed out. This is like one of the only times I've actually had sex and it's been painful after. And like the next day I couldn't walk. Um, but this man did something that really, really worked for me that I really loved, which any woman would really love. The whole time we had sex, he just kept telling me how sexy I was. He was like, oh, fuck your hair. Oh my God, your tits. Oh my God, your accent. Oh my God, your eyes. Like anything I did to him was golden. And men, even if everything she does isn't golden, just tell her it is, all right? Um, Because... It made me so much more excited to have sex with him. It made me feel like so much more of a freak. Um, and on top of that, we just like had a fun time. Like a lot of guys, like when you have sex, they'll like want to have sex and they'll just like sit around and watch like movie after and like maybe go another round. But like this guy, like we would go for drinks and then we would go home and have sex and then we would go to the beach and we'd hook up in the ocean and like all that so it was always like something different and creative and fun and just like it literally felt like what you see in a movie when you see like two like young people running around the south of France just like hooking up all over the town that's literally <laughs> what we did I I'm such, like, I have this irrational fear of being arrested for something I didn't do. <laughs> I was going to say that it would be so sad to get arrested for having sex in public, but then I realized, because I was like, oh, because that's not even, like, illegal. Like, I didn't even do anything wrong. But then I realized, yeah, Carissa, that is illegal. It is illegal to have sex in public. Whatever. I do a lot of illegal things. Just kidding. I'm actually quite the rule abider, surprisingly. I think it's very important to, I don't think it's actually important to follow the rules. I just get severe anxiety when I don't follow the rules. So yeah, I'm a rule abider, but it is not a rule to be slutty. You can't, you can be slutty all you want. I mean, it's not a rule to not be slutty. It's not a rule to not smoke weed. It is not a rule to not talk about all these things on my pop public podcast. So with everything I'm doing, 
I'm still remaining in the lines. Um, but this guy did two things that weren't exactly perfect in my opinion, but I let them slide because the rest of the experience was so dandy. Um, he, for one, he just splooged inside me with no warning. None. Just into me. And he was like, oh, fuck. And I was like, what? He's like, I just came. Like, what? No questions if I was on birth control. No questions on any of that. He just finished inside me. Like, it's just baffling. And that's the only guy I've met who's done that. Mostly foreign guys. But, like, what? Is it just etiquette there? You just, like, spelouge inside of a girl? I don't know. Um, And then, two, he recorded us. It was... There's two reasons why this upsets me. One, because it was a really hot video and I wish I had it. And two, because I have zero contact with this man or way of contacting this man online. Um, after our like week-long affair, I blocked him on everything because I um, was like on and off with my ex-boyfriend and... Cause, because he was also in France um, and we were just kind of trying to work things out. And so in an effort to look like I had not been fucking around with British men on their yacht, I deleted the messages and I blocked him because my ex was so crazy and definitely looking at the men I was following um, because he would like straight up text me and be like, who is this professional wrestler you just followed on? Instagram and then freak out but um anyways (sighs) okay so yeah like I said men verbally reassure your women it will make them confident it will make them open up in the bedroom more and women I guess that we need to make it clear now that we don't want to be came inside of before we have sex I didn't think that that was something that we needed to do but apparently the pre-sex question regimen is do you have an std and then we ask ask are you planning to come inside me i guess so fucking ridiculous i just can't believe that oh my god he was probably just like oh well i'm just gonna fucking like this girl she's like from canada and i'm never gonna see her again after this week so i'll just get her she gets pregnant who fucking cares i'll just block her that was probably his mindset um okay now i've been big stretch i didn't even know what i was gonna say there i really am so fucking out of it after this i'm gonna go watch vanderpump rules um okay so my worst sexual experience is now i wish i had some sort of cool sound to play after this like ah with a thumbs down but i don't because i'm not professional Um, okay, so my worst sexual experience, I called it, okay, first, I want to preface, um, none of these stories, like, there is one story that, um, someone made me feel uncomfortable in sex, um, and I did something I, like, regretted, but it wasn't non-consensual, This first one, I want to, I titled it, 
surprise dick attack. <laughs> so this one time, me and some acquaintances were all hanging out in my basement. Um, this is often where me and acquaintances spent our times dr- time drinking, where we spent our times like pre-drinking before parties and stuff was my basement. We had pool, we had a TV, we had a loudspeaker, we had darts. Like it was just like um, good for that kind of thing. We had a beer's pong table, you know? Um, so we were all like drinking at my house one night and, um, this one guy asked me, he's like, Hey, Carissa, like, can, um, you get me a glass of water? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, just come with me. I'll show you. And he, so we go upstairs and I got him his glass of water. And then I start walking back down the stairs and, um, I was in front of him. He's like two steps behind me. And he, all of a sudden I hear Carissa turn around, boom, dick in the face, limp, uncircumcised, peen, literally two inches away from my nose. (laughs) I like, I was so confused. I was like, what the, it was fucked up, honestly, now that I think about it, but I was young. Like I was like 17 or something. And I was so thrown off at the time, like so thrown off. And so I went along with it for like only like maybe five seconds. And then I realized that his dick tasted like piss soaked sardines. So that it wasn't the actual surprise dick attack that threw me off, which that did definitely throw me off considering me and this guy have had zero sexual interactions ever. So yeah, it was fucking weird. Um, and then after about five seconds, I was like, I'm going to fucking yak if I keep sucking this guy's dick. So that was the motivation I needed to be like, okay, like, let's just go back downstairs. We're going to get caught. Ha ha ha. Um, and then we went downstairs. This is disgusting. It's fucked up. Things like this are why women are bitchy to men because men do shit like that. Men just fucking like whipping your dick out or just like grabbing someone's tits or ass out of nowhere or catcalling like out of nowhere with no warrant. It's not okay. It's not cool. It doesn't work the same. Like girls and guys' heads don't work the same. Like a girl could go to a guy and just be like, oh, here's my tits. And a guy would be like, oh, sick tits. But like a girl does not get turned on by your peen that looks like an elephant trunk. (laughs) I wish like sometimes when I did this podcast, I did have like a co-host and someone to laugh at my jokes with me because sometimes I say funny shit and I think it's funny, but it's not as funny when you're saying it to no one. Like I'm obviously talking to all of you, but like really if like someone walked into the house right now, I'd look like a fucking ridiculous bitch just like sitting in a room talking to herself. That's what I'd look like. (laughs) Okay. So like I said, men, this is not an okay thing to do. And my second tip for men pertaining to this story is please clean yourselves better. Please. Showers, baby wipes, cloth and soap. Um... I don't know, like, you can even, like, worse comes to worse, you fucking spray, like, deodorant or, or cologne down there or something, but, like, 
oh my god it's revolting because especially like we know as women dicks aren't supposed to smell like that i know men the men out there are sitting there and being like oh well, your pussy stinks and oh my god i hate that i just said that that was really demeaning but um it's not the same because vaginas are supposed to have a natural smell to them but dicks aren't so if there's something up go see a doctor it's better to just figure out what it is than to pretend like nothing's happening because it is just like then you don't want to be the guy with the smelly dick do you smelly dick danny come on no you don't want to be him um women you are in charge of your own body And you have the right to tell anyone to fuck off or to stop a sexual encounter at any time. No questions asked, okay? Please don't be afraid to be clear if someone is making you feel uncomfortable. I know it's hard, but like I said before, um, the more you say it, the easier it gets. Um, I personally, like the reason I bring this up is because I personally have like a pretty hard not anymore, but when I was younger, I would say I had a very hard time with telling someone I didn't want to have sex with them. If a person desired me, I just felt like it was, I just like, I don't know. I honestly cannot explain like the psychological background, but I know it's common. Like I've heard from many girls that they do this where they don't want to have sex with someone, but because it's being proposed to them, they feel this like obligation to do so. And then they end up feeling guilty about it the next day. So um, I hope that in practicing saying no, you'll get better at it. Um, But also, men, it is on you to actually make sure a girl wants to have sex with you. Like, don't just, like, start having sex with her. Like, it is important to have those conversations. Like, do you want to have sex with me? It doesn't need to be like a like a super serious unsexy conversation like it can be like hey like or like you can be having sex and be like baby is that is it okay if I do this there you go consent people consent it's very important um next worst story I feel like this might be kind of a shorter episode but I never know I never understand what these this timing looks like and sometimes my episodes are 33 minutes and sometimes they are one hour and 30 minutes the French McDonald's almost by threesome (laughs) I'll say that one more time slower for those who don't understand mumbling the French McDonald's almost by threesome so I've told this story to you very few people. Actually, I honestly don't know if I've ever told anyone the story because I knew my friends and my family would be like, you're a fucking idiot. They would think I was an absolute idiot because I was. I was just like the stupidest thing I've ever done. But yeah, like I really haven't told this story to anyone. So this is an exclusive and meet my mess exclusive. Um... So, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of Nice, France. It's a town near Monaco. It's in the south of France. Um, It was half an hour away from the city I was living in. And I was out drinking. Um, It was like, I don't know what they call it. I'm really blanking on this. Like the first week of school. Frosh week, I think it's called Frosh week. Yeah. 
um, the first week of school where you just like there's events and parties every night. So that night there was like this um, party in this town, like a couple of like towns over where there's like a lot of good clubs and stuff. I went out that night and I got fucked up. I was wasted. Um, I drank in two bottles of wine on the way there. And I was like taking tequila shot after tequila shot because of this one dude who I was like kind of talking to. I had a really big crush on. He got back to his girl uh, together with his girlfriend and it was awkward. So I was just like, I need to get blackout if I'm going to be standing in this room with this dude and his girlfriend who I had made out with a dude like a week earlier. But anyways, he's irrelevant to this story. So forget I even said that. Um, so after this night of drinking, it's about 2 a.m. Me and my friends go to McDonald's, as you do. Um, and as I'm ordering, I, like, look over, and all of a sudden, this, like, beautiful man is just standing near, like, my online ordering thing. And he had, like, these piercing blue eyes. He was, like, super tall, dark hair like I think he was like I don't know like Greek or like Israeli or something like that and like that is really hot to me I like love that look um and yeah he's looking at me and he was just like very charming he like had a very good way with his words um he knew how to talk he was funny he was personable um very good looking guy and I could just like he just carried himself like in a very confident manner which I was very attracted to which a lot of people are very attracted to and so I was with all my friends and he was like oh why don't you come back with me tonight and I was like I can't come back with you like I need to catch the last train back to my town and I'm with all my friends like and I hear just some dude approaching me in a McDonald's I'm not like, I don't want to come back to your house. Um, and so he's like, okay, that's fine. Like, I understand. But how about you take my number? And I was like, okay, I'll take your number. Took his number. A couple of days later, we had been chatting or whatever. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just thought of something really fucking funny. This, I'll tell this other story that I'm thinking of another day. But um, he's, like, just started sending me, like, photos of like all of these cool places he had been and like all of this cool shit he had and like telling me more about what he did for work and like it was started to become very clear to me this man was very well off and also very successful in his career um he was like a businessman and he had companies all over the world um and so he invited me over one night and he was like hey like do you want to come over um I have a hookah lounge. We can use it, have some drinks, grab dinner, whatever. Um, And do you mind if I, like, have some friends over too? Because I was new to the area. So I was like, no, not at all. Like, that would be a great way for me to meet some new people in the area. And that sounds really fun. So I was like, yeah, let's do that. And so he was like, okay, send me your address. I'll order you an Uber. Because it was like a $50 Uber to his house. 50 euros, I guess, which is like $75. Um, and as he was paying for me, his Uber, I get a text from him. My Uber, I get a text from him. Or sorry, a message. Um, and it was... what? Okay, so I need to explain this first because it's going to counteract a different part of my story. The, guy, the Uber driver had also like been hitting on me 
And so since it was a long Uber ride, I like asked him, I was like, can you hot swap me your phone? Cause I wanted to message this guy and make sure everything was like all good because I was literally like going to a town. I didn't know with my phone, like not being able to message anyone because I could only use Wi-Fi when I talk to people. And, um, yeah, so I was on there and I got a message from him and he was like, by the way, my boyfriend's here. I was like, your boyfriend, like your friend that's a boy. He's like, no, my boyfriend, I'm like in a relationship. I was like, okay, definitely got the wrong vibes here, but, um, okay. And then he said, yeah, he's the only one here. And I was like, what? Like, I was like, so thrown for a loop. And he was like, then I was like, oh, okay. Like, it was weird, but I was like, okay, well, I'm already on my way there. And he's like, we're ready for you. Like, what? (laughs) At this point, I started to, like, get kind of, like, worried or whatever. And I was like, maybe, maybe it's just, like, a linguistic difference, which was literally the most naive thing I could have ever thought in the whole world. Like, I thought maybe, like, oh, yeah, get ready for you. Well, we're ready for you. Like, obviously, we know what that means. Um, And so I got to the address sketchy as hell um the area that I was dropped off in there's no apartments there it's just businesses sketchy old town and businesses and this was like late at night this was like midnight and um I was nervous scared and then like five to ten minutes go by and this dude is nowhere to be seen nowhere to be seen and I was just chilling in the middle of the streets um and I freak out so I was like okay like I need to figure something out like this is fucking scary like I don't know am I about to get killed am I about to get kidnapped where is this dude why am I here what was I thinking like so many things were running through my head I was freaking out. Like I was on the verge of tears. So I walk over to like one of the, an open bar and I was like, Hey, do you guys know the Wi-Fi password here? Like, I know it's a fat chance, but I'm in a really bad situation right now. And I really need some help. And it was just like a bunch of drunk men at an Irish bar. And like the French are just kind of like gross like that. And they were just like started hitting on me and joking with me and all this stuff. And I was like, really, I was just like really pissed off. I was just like, this is not the time to be fucking, I don't want to deal with creepy old French men at the moment. I just want to get out of the situation. And I was like, do you guys know the Wi-Fi password? I was like, no, I don't. And so I was like, yeah, they're hitting on me. And I was just like, started crying. I was like, fucking whatever. So I walked away because I was like, none of these guys are helping me. They're just like drunk idiots trying to get in my pants. And um, then this one really nice guy was like, hey, 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 like, come here. Like I speak English, like, I'll get you the Wi-Fi password. You don't have to go in. Like, just wait here and I will go get it for you. Or do you want to use my phone? You can call someone, um, like, whatever you need. I was thank God that guy for that guy. So he went in, he got me the Wi-Fi password. And I, thank God, knew another guy in this town. Like, I had been on a date with this one other guy super nice. I knew he was only like 20. He was my age. Um, he lived in the area. I knew he drove just like a super, like we hadn't hooked up. He was just like a super like down to earth. Good boy, I guess. Um, 
I knew he lived there. So I sent him a message. I was like, hey, like, I'm, I couldn't, I couldn't be like, hey, I came here to fuck some dude, but it didn't work out. So now can I come to your house? <laughs> like I can say that obviously. So I was like, can, hey, I was at a party out here. What are you doing? Like, I'd love to see you. Can, do you want to pick me up and we can spend the night together and grab like food or whatever? And he was like, yes, I would love that. And I knew he would say yes because he was um, very interested in me. I'm just going to turn my phone off because that day was really annoying. Me and my grandma went for lunch today and she had one nine ounce glass of wine and she texts me four hours later and goes, just sobering up. <laughs> so cute. Um, but yeah, so I find it like I text this dude. He's like, yep, yeah, sure. I'm coming. Wait there. Turn around. All of a sudden, dude, I was supposed to meet comes outside. And he was like, what the fuck? Like, where, what are you doing? Why are you leaving? And like, he was really, really upset. And I was like, because you literally just left me in the middle of the streets and you didn't tell me your boyfriend was going to be there. And he was like, well, like, come on, come on, we'll have a good time. Like, I was just rolling a joint. Like, why are you being like this? Like, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And I was like, no. Like, after that, like, I was already so nervous. And you, like, just made it so much worse. You left me out there. You fucking had your boyfriend there. You didn't even tell me that. And then he was, like, starts yelling at me. The dude was like, you might as well, or what the fuck am I saying? Sometimes I just like think things and they come out of my, come out of my mouth, but he was yelling at me and he was like, my boyfriend's going to be so fucking mad. Like you're such a bitch. Like saying all this stuff, like saying your boyfriend's gonna be so mad. What are you talking about? Like we literally didn't even plan this. Um, and so I've thought about what could have eventually the dude just gave up, obviously. Um, but he was really mean and it was really scary. But I've thought about what would happen, would have happened if I did attend this hookah lounge meeting. And three scenarios have played out in my head. One, I would have been sold in the sex trade. Not a joke very likely possibility. Two, been killed. I'm a little foreign girl. No one knows who I am, where I am. I'm in a foreign country, very vulnerable. I was the ideal victim for a sex predator. But I have been known to get myself into situations that were very dangerous and always come out safe. So, something somewhere is hooking out for me. Or see, I would have had my first buy threesome, which wouldn't have been too bad of an experience. I mean, could be fun. Yeah. But I did not have it, so it makes a great story. But it was a terrifying night. And since then, I have never gone to a man's house that I've never met before.
because it was scary as fuck. You just never know who you're going to get either, honestly. Like, people are fucking weird. That's the thing. I'm sure you guys can tell how fucking exhausted I am. I, but I'm going to shut up because who wants to hear how tired their podcaster is? I need to dance to wake myself up. Slap. Slap the face. Wake up. Slap the face. Wake up. Okay. Um, last story of the episode. Um, the worst night of my college career. So, I had a new girlfriend, my first friend I made in college. Won't say her name. Of course, that's a given, evidently. But we were all at a party. Um, We're having a good time. It was like a danger turned into a nighter. (laughs) That's what you want to call it. Um, But yeah, it was a fun party. We're all wasted. And then since it was a danger, I ended probably around eight or nine or something. She's like, hey, do you want to like come back to my boyfriend's house? We can have drinks. We can like pre-drink there. And um, you can stay the night because they have multiple rooms. And I was like, okay, sweet. Cause I wasn't ready to go home. And like, it was the beginning of my college career. So I was really like in the mindset of you can sleep when you're dead. And I'm still in that mindset. So, but I also do love a good sleep. I have a very healthy sleep schedule, but when occasions arise, I will never miss out on a good party. Um, so we go over to this guy's house and we're all hanging out. And so just to set the scene, it's me, this other girl. She's blonde, if you care. Her boyfriend, who looks like a scraggly stick and his friend, who looks like a blonde nerd. So... The one, I wish that you guys could see what I'm doing with my hands right now. I'm like playing chess pieces. But the boyfriend of my friend starts coming on to me in front of her, in front of all of us. He like kind of is starting to grab me and he like kissed my neck. And I like literally like pushed him off. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, cause I was so confused. I'm just realizing now as I tell the story, I am telling two stories where people tried to coerce me into threesomes that I um, did not know um, that that was what was about to occur. One bisexual, one straight. But boyfriend starts coming on to me. And she seems a little awkward, but she looks at me. She's like, go ahead. And I was absolutely wasted, mind you. And before he even grabs half of a left tit, she goes mental. She goes nuts. She's screaming at him saying, all I see is fucking red. This is the end of this. I didn't know how bad it would hurt me and all this stuff. And I was like, oh my God, I started freaking out. Because it was so awkward because she's literally, and then all of a sudden they go into another room and they screamed at each other the rest of the whole night. And you ask, why didn't you just leave? Well, I'll tell you. This was within my first week at university. I had no clue where I was. 
I had only brought cash out with me that night, which I had already spent. And um, so the last bus had already gone home, but it wouldn't have mattered even if it hadn't because I had no idea where I was. And so I had to stay there. I was stuck. Either I was fucking for a bed that night or I would be a victim of a serious crime on the streets of Victoria, British Columbia. Um, Jesus. So evidently I fucked for, fucked for the bed. This friend was disgusting. Um, and not my type. He was, Oh my God, the whole time we had sex, it was just a missionary and I wanted to literally throw up the whole fucking time. I hated every second of it. It didn't feel good. I literally can like picture my face and I was like, just so disgusted and like really upset. Um, and the next day I went home and I felt really fucking gross. I was really upset that I got myself in this situation. I was upset that I got, like, that I hurt my friend's boyfriend or my my new friend. But after that, we just couldn't be friends because, like, it was just so uncomfortable. She was still dating the dude. And, like, I just felt awkward. She even put me in that situation in the first place. But um, the dude who I ended up having sex with drove me home the next morning. And he was a nice enough guy. But it was the fact that like I had zero intention of going to this guy's house to have sex with him. And then I ended up having sex and that really upset me. Um, again, I'm bringing this up because there are many girls in this situation and, um, I just want to offer some ways that you can like say no, basically. So, I think a good way is just, just to kind of be like, whoa, 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 like slow down, at least take me to dinner first. I know that seems simple, but usually if you say something like that, like make it kind of light, like the dude will get the idea. Like, and he might try again, but at least then, and then at that point, you already said something to kind of let him know you weren't interested. So that is when, again, you can more easily be like, no, dude, like I said, no don't ask me again. You know, you could be straight up. You could be straight up from the get-go. That's probably the best way to go about it anyways. But this is, like I said, it's uncomfortable for a lot of girls to say no. Um, For some reason, if you have insight, like if anyone has any insight on like genuine reasons why women have a hard time saying no. um, But it's like, when I say like hard time saying no, I don't mean like hard time saying no because they so badly want to have sex with this person. I mean, saying no because they feel this some sort of internal pressure to say yes. Um, Also, you can always just say you have a yeast infection. Men freak out about that and they don't want to fucking go anywhere near the word infection and vagina in the same realm. So that's always a great, this is like, on top of the normal things like period. Oh, I am my period. Oh, I, uh, whatever, you know, on top of that, I'm sick, whatever. Um, the last story I would like to tell, it has nothing to do with actual sex, but it was a sexual rumor started about moi. So when I was in high school, this rumor ran around my three, thousand person high school 
get ready for this, that I used to masturbate to Spring Breakers. The movie Spring Breakers, it has Selena Gomez, Vanessa Hudgens. Um, when it came out, it was going, it was like so exciting that these hot girls were just going to like flaunt around and stuff. And people say that movie is shit, but fuck you. Spring Breakers is awesome. They're all hot. It looks like a fun-ass time. I would love to have been in that movie, but I did not masturbate to it, okay? If any of you are listening, I'm not. I did not masturbate to it. And this rumor spread everywhere. It was like a little inside joke. I don't even know where it came from. My friends one day just like started like one day made a joke that I used to touch myself to spring breakers or that I did touch myself to spring breakers at that time. And um, they told, made the joke in front of a wrong guy. And then the rumor just spread everywhere. And then all of a sudden the whole school knew that I touched myself to spring breakers. But I want to reiterate, I did not touch myself to spring breakers, but who could blame me if I did? I think that there are a lot of people out there who have masturbated to Spring Breakers. It's a very sexual movie. There's a lot of near nudity and a lot of hot people in the movie. So if you have masturbated to Spring Breakers, I won't blame you. And if you've touched yourself to other weird movies, I'd like to hear about it. Unless you're creepy, please don't DM me about that shit. But in a nice way, how about you just send me the title of the movie with no other message associated fucking ridiculous rumor fucking touch yourself to spring breakers (laughs) I remember too that oh my god I had so many bad rumors started about me also when I was in elementary school my best friend started a rumor that my real name was Gertrude and everyone in the grades started calling me Gertrude and they fucking believed it. That was the worst part is like everyone believed that my name was really actually Gertrude and that I changed it to Carissa. If I was going to change my name in third grade, why would I change it to Carissa? I would probably have changed it to something like Brittany or Brianna or Brooklyn. I loved the name Brooklyn when I was little. Those are all whore names. Um, I hope this episode isn't short. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. It was a fun episode. I'm losing my voice. You guys can probably hear just because I've been presenting all fucking day long. Um, Yeah. Good episode. Good fun. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed those stories. And I would love if you guys would write in and tell me some of your stories because I'll share them on here for sure. Um, And you guys definitely probably have some way wilder stories than I do. So... Last but not least, please subscribe to the podcast. Please favorite the podcast if you're on Spotify. Please write me a review if you enjoy the podcast. Um, Please rate me five stars if you enjoy the podcast. If you don't enjoy the podcast, you can go fuck yourself. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it is at Carissa Harrison. Or meet my mess podcast on Instagram. Um, I post a lot of inspirational content and funny content on the Meet My Mess podcast page. And my main page is a lot of thirst traps. So take your pick. 
or take both. And my Twitter is Carissa M. Laura. I don't know why I forgot that for a second. It's Carissa M. Laura. Or also you can follow me, my mess pod. I hope you guys like this week's episode. Um, enjoy your week. I hope it's sunny where you are. I hope you're smiling. I hope that you are laughing at these stories. I hope you're caught up. I love you. Mm-hmm.